Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the actually actually oh actually I was gonna do um I was gonna start a, a new theme song. Okay, you ready? Sure. So it goes like this. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Oh, wait. You know what this reminds me of? What's up? Tonight when you insisted on singing Strawberry Fields <laughs> to our daughter and she actually started closing Co- her ears. And saying a, a gibberish word. She was covering her <laughs> ears and going like, jock joke, jock joke. Like it was like she was trying to um, uh, traumatically disassociate from the experience <laughs> she was in the middle of. She's never done that to me when I'm singing. You know what she did do the other day? Covered her ears. Well, I. she didn't hear this song. Welcome to the Endless Ew, Honeymoon Podcast. Moshe, don't do that. Why not? People are driving. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Your voice is funny because it's not that good, but you kind of like really go for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> your, your personality is like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good voice when it's in a deep baritone. Can I try that? Okay. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We're glad to have you listening to our show. Like all the things they look for in a voice, like tonality and That's like beautiful. being on key. Like I don't think you have any of that. That sounded like a good country singer. I think you have like... Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon pitch, Podcast. Any of those there's no We're pitch. glad to have okay. you listening to our show. Write in. Tell us if you thought that was a really nice country baritone. Bass even, maybe. I might have gone deeper than baritone. You know what our daughter did do the other day? I'm just going to ignore, by the way, you insulting my beautiful singing voice. Podcast. Um, we, were, we were eating dinner, and there was a candle on the table. And she looked at the candle, and she goes, It's God. 
And I was, we were both kind of like, whoa, what? Like she's never talked about God. We've never talked about God with her really, other than like no, saying. No, we, a, we, <clears throat> we'd say light the candles on Shabbat and let God in. That's yeah, probably where she got it from. But we don't say like we believe in God we're, or you should believe in God. We never she's talked about spiritually God. advanced. She understands oh, what you're doing. Okay. She's spiritually advanced. So she's possessed by a demon because we go, I said to her, she said, that's God. I go, oh, really? What do you know about God? And she said, she looked me in the eyes and she goes, God is the king of the coronavirus. <laughs> that was unfortunate. <laughs> that was disturbing. Because we don't even talk about the coronavirus. We haven't talked to her about the virus or the deity, the God spirit deity that Natasha and I both believe in. By the way, this is a good time for us to reveal something that we haven't revealed yet on the podcast, but it's important to contextualize this show. Uh, Natasha and I are biblical literalists and <laughs> fundamentalists and have been this whole time we believe that the that the word of the bible is the unbroken and uh unaltered true word of god and that it explains everything the bible says it i believe it that settles it enough said yeah also um our kid's really lonely, so she says hi to everybody she sees when we walk down the street. But then you told me, I didn't know this about you yesterday, Moshe, you told me that you used to say hi to strangers all the time. Big time. And that you were just like a really talkative toddler and would come up to people. I would say hi to everybody. I was gregarious. I was outgoing. <laughs> I was outspoken. I would walk up to him and I would say, I'm just a teeny little boy, but listen, I want to make friends with your grown up. That was Okay. It was the same song and the same melody. So what would you do? You come up to people and you'd be like, hey, I'm Moshe. What's your name? Yeah, yeah kind of a thing all the time. Totally like un unstoppable would say hi to everybody. I almost got kidnapped once actually. No. <laughs> I did. I have this memory and I actually, I actually recently reached out to my family because I couldn't tell if this was a, a concocted memory. That happens with old memories. You're like, did I make that up? Because it seems so weird. Right. It seems so like, how could this possibly be true? But I reached out to my brother and he remembered this story uh, vaguely. Um, but uh, I was in a car. I, I, it's vague, but I was in the car and my grandma uh, was in the sh in the store shopping, and this is back in the '80s when it was absolutely acceptable to leave a, I guess, four-year-old child alone in a car in Oakland while you went to go buy some something from the drugstore. And this guy he came, came up to you in the car. I was in the car, yeah. Oh. And he was like, uh, this man. Was there like did your mom cracked the window a little bit for you or something? Yeah, she left a bowl of water in there for me too. <laughs> well, I mean, was the window down or did you open the door? I, I honestly I don't remember. Okay, I, yeah, I don't know. remember. I was in the car. And he came up to me and he was like, you, you, as far as I, this, it's all vague, but he's like, you can, rem, you can, you should come with me. I'll buy you a bicycle. <laughs> that was his opening <laughs> offer. And by the way, I accepted. I was like, okay, I will come with you for a bicycle. You don't remember your mom telling you like not to leave the car? Like, I, were you trying I'm to like. I'm sure she said don't talk to anybody or something when she went in, but it was my grandma. And, uh. Your grandma, whose who's, uh, jacket you're wearing right now. Hey, why would you mention that? Why would you say that it's my grandma's jacket? It's already a bold enough choice that I'm wearing it, period, <laughs> without you saying it belonged to my grandmother. Well, your mom gave it to me tonight, and then I just thought it looked better on you. Well, anyway, okay, so Grandma Hope, that was her name. She's in the store shopping. This guy's like, come with me, I'll give you a bicycle. I'm like, I accept your offer. But then I start negotiating, right? <laughs> I'm like, but here's the thing. I don't really... Um, 
I don't ride a two wheel bike. I, I'm I'm more of I need training. I need you got to get me something with training wheels, or it'll have to be a tricycle or something like that. And I imagine the guy like horny child molester is just like, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, no, I'll get you a tricycle. And then I go like, but also my brother, I'm gonna have to get him a bike as well. Like he likes more of like a BMX bike. Like yeah, and he's like, okay, bye, kid. <laughs> he's like this even for me. Shaddy. Even <laughs> even for me, yeah. this kid is a little bit too much of a talker. And basically, that's a terrible story. It, well, the story's not over yet. We actually hooked up, and he was really hot. <laughs> no, the story's not over. I basically kept negotiating with him about the style of bike I was going to get until my grandma came out of the store mm. and was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Maybe even in that jacket. Maybe in this very jacket <laughs> that I wear tonight. And she was just like, "Get she, the fuck out!" I remember her saying "fuck" too. She was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And I, I, th- like. If I had just... Hey, little kid. If I'll I buy you a bicycle. He's like kind of rubbing his, his dick like while he's talking to you. Through. He's just trying to keep the conversation going. If, oh, he maybe he came actually. No, he didn't come. Or uh, like He was a, masturbating while you were talking maybe. What? What the hell are you talking oh, about? Oh, I, th- I thought... Can you cut <laughs> no, that? No, we can't cut that. That stays in. Ah! It's a really good illustration of where your mind is. Anyway, then... Um, oh, oh, so yeah. So then he ran off. It's like... But think about this. Like... If I was a little less Jewish, then you would not have uh, you would not have our daughter, and I'd be uh, you know in a sex dungeon somewhere, or I would have gotten tossed out probably when I was thirty, or be dead. You would this podcast wouldn't be happening. But I was just a little Jewish enough to be like, what kind of bike are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm gonna need some training wheels, and and isn't that crazy? I hope it was true. I mean, of I don't. Of course, hope it's it was true. true. It seems like you. You remember being in that position. I remember it very, very vividly. But the problem is like, why was my grandma leaving me in a car by myself to go shopping? That's the part where I'm like, why would she have done that? You know, man, it was different then. It was different. The 70s were coming off the 60s. The 60s, they were like flying their airplanes full of drugs. Right. And just like walking through airports. Right. And then the 80s came and everyone was like, oh... I mean, car seats weren't really even happening until the 90s. No, I guess that's true. And yeah. it was like, I remember spending a lot of my childhood in a hot car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just sure. like running errands after school. Like everything always is right. like we were driving and it just felt like your mom would have to run in. What is she supposed to do? But I it's still, there's a part of me, honestly. It does seem like your kid would be safer in the car. Then? Than in a store getting lost. Like if you have stuff to do. What? No. Like if you've got like a big grocery shop and you've got three kids, how do you like keep them all with you while you go grocery shopping? Yes, so you have to hold your hand? Sounds annoying. Can I tell you something though? Yeah, what? Even in telling this story right now, there's a part of me, just a small part, I'm happy with my life, but there's a small part of me that's really in a way sad and disappointed that I didn't get that bike. <laughs> you know, that could have been a cool bike. Do you think there was a bike? There probably wasn't a bike. What's the end game for a guy like that? Gets you to go with him, then he's got to like deal with it. I believe it's a, a little bit of R&M. What's that? Rape and murder. What? I believe that's the end game for a guy like that. Really? Yeah. I don't think they take you for a ride through town and show you the sights of Oakland. <laughs> I think they like put you in their van and then you never are seen again. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't. He didn't strike me. I don't know. But he didn't strike me as a man in who's a white in a childless marriage that he and his wife had been trying to conceive for years, and it had driven them mad. And finally, they decided to hit the streets of Oakland to see if they could find a child to raise as their very own. He struck me more as a uh, "I'm going to take you down to the river 
have my way with you and then toss you in type. He didn't strike you as that type. Do you remember having any instincts about him? No, clearly not. I you was were in. just like I was in. So that's kind of innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what's that's what's so beautiful about children, but also. That's what's so beautiful about children. Sad you can, in a way. You, you can get any them. one of them by promising them a bicycle. <laughs> you really have to tell them uh, everything. You got to drill it into they them. They don't know anything. I know it. Well, I mean, at our kid's age, she's in the we never basically let her out of our sight zone. You know? They just don't know everything yet, you know? But and so you, you know, have to constantly be telling them, which I think now people tell their kids first of all people don't really leave their kids in the car anymore well that's what i was going to say the never leave you out of my sight zone has grown and grown and grown in the last yeah. 20 years since we were kids for sure like kid, parents don't let their kids out of their sight till they're like 11 12 13 now and when we were well, kids well they go to school yeah but i'm saying like i'm saying like even even like walking to school i was walking to school from for like kindergarten well i'm not kindergarten you got but, to walk to school yeah, that sounds and, nice. And then my my mom was in gra- uh, was in night school. My mom was in night school, and I came home to an empty house, and I would just be at home alone from like after school to like t- nine ten p.m. And I would just have to make do. Me too. Make a cheese taco. Oh, you make your own dinner too. I think we. Well, my grandma would, some, would make us dinner. Did you have? So your grandma lived with you? No, she didn't. She lived up the street though, in this jacket. <laughs> Going, damn it! He didn't get taken that time but maybe i can work it out to arrange an abduction with someone else well your grandma hope sounds like a really cool person she was cool she was a neat lady uh she didn't like she raised my my brother and i in a large way but she also didn't like um men at all so she was like she really hated my grandfather mm-hmm. she would go like your, fuck, your grandfather was a piece of shit on him She'd be like, anyway, we're having tamale pie tonight for dinner. I mean, it was like... She would say things like that to you? Oh, yeah. Anytime he would come up, she'd be like... But she also, what was crazy about she was very progressive. She was a Jungian. She had a Jungian analyst, you know, and she was like super smart. She's Actually, she's a deep lady in a lot of ways. She was a public school teacher in Oakland, right? A regular public school teacher. And then she had my mom, and my mom is deaf. I'm sure you guys listening know that. So she had this deaf kid. And she went b- immediately, went back to school, learned sign language, got a degree in special ed, and came back and became a teacher for the deaf. So, like, the your mi- grandma did? Yeah. The minute she had a deaf kid, she was like, okay, I'm going to school. I'm going to become a teacher for the deaf. And then she was like the main teacher for the deaf in Oakland at, the, at this public school that used to have a program for deaf kids. She like, and your mom must have had a really nice relationship. They had an intense relationship for sure. Yeah. You know what's funny tonight at dinner? This is, this is like too biographical about me. What about Just, you? No, Tell, no. Let's talk about your childhood. Let's, I don't want to talk about my childhood. <laughs> uh, at dinner tonight, my mom has a bit of a hoarding issue, you know, and we haven't been inside for a year because of the pandemic. And they just get, they are fully vaccinated. And so we've started like I like we had a meal on their porch tonight, but I walked inside for the first time to grab something because things are kind of relaxing a little bit because they're fully vaxxed. And they're like a room had become like a, Amazon beyond Amazon, like the Amazon, oh, like no. like junk, like a jungle of junk of as seen on TV boxes. No. And I mean, chaos. And my mom also is like really uh, has bad balance because she got a cochlear implant surgery like 
15 years ago so it fucked up her equilibrium so she falls a lot so i'm always like big i mean like basically in my mind my mom is going to die of a fall like that's like i'm trying to make peace with that because she like is a is a hoarder and also uh, is a has bad balance and also won't she won't live in a place where she doesn't have tripping hazards everywhere anyway what and she's super defensive about it she's the queen of as seen on tv it's crazy and and this room had become in the pandemic like no. a fucking junk drawer like i uh, it was bad so i was like so all growing up this is like i hope this isn't tmi but all growing up my my mom she had two main narratives. My grandmother, when she got divorced, went to a Jungian a- analyst, and that's what got her out of her divorce. When my mom got divorced, she went to a therapist, and that's what got her through her divorce. When I started having problems when I was a little kid, she sent me to therapy from a little... Like, therapy was like a religion in our household, right? Mm. Therapy was the king of coronavirus in our house, <laughs> right? And, I mean, worshipful. And the only good thing my mom ever had to say about my dad, I'm sorry, about my grandfather, was that when he was an adult and she asked him to go to like family therapy with her, he agreed to do it and they worked on their relationship. And the last few years of, of his life, they were actually getting somewhere with their relationship, right? Your mom and her dad. That's right. That's nice. Her dad, by the way, who never learned any sign language, had one child, a deaf child, and did not know how to communicate with that child. Isn't that fucking crazy? Anyway, um... I mean, like, imagine if our kids spoke, like, like Cantonese. You'd think you'd be like, you know, I'm going to take a Cantonese lesson, actually, so I can have a chit-chat. Right. Not, like, do pantomime with our kid for the rest of... Whatever. That was, like, the main narrative. It was, like, that was good that he went to therapy. And the main narrative in my, in my family was, like, therapy is the solution to all of the problems. So tonight, we're at dinner, and I'm talking about the clutter again, because I brought it up before, and she's super defensive. She hates it. I mean, I've seen my mom, like, crying over, like, 15-year-old TV guides that we're trying to throw out. That kind of shit at one point we had a major intervention in like the early 2000s and she got rid of like a bunch of shit because didn't something catch on fire no but i had a firefighter friend come over and he was like your house is oh, right he goes your house is fuel and i remembered <laughs> that and it terrified me so anyway this we hired this like professional organizer she came in did all this work they really reduced their mm. uh their stuff content amount whatever and now it's kind of, I can feel it kind of building back up. Um, it's not like buried alive. There's not like dead cats or anything in there. Right. It's not unsanitary. It's not like Taco Bell wrappers. No, no, no. So, but anyway, so tonight I had this like epiphany. I was like, I know what I'll do. I will say to my mom, oh, I would like, because I started talking to her about the clutter. I was like, we got to do something about it. She's like trying to change the subject. She's like, I really want to remodel the, this one arch. I'm like, that's not what I was talking about. She's like, I really want to like expand. She just kept like trying to pivot to these other. I go, can we go to family therapy together and talk about this? And she said, no. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, what about your dad? This whole thing about like he, the only re- the good thing he ever did for you was say yes when you asked him to go to family therapy. And she was just like, no. And she's like, no, I go to therapy. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not talking about your therapist. It's the same therapist she'd been seeing for 25 years and who clearly is like co-signing whatever this fucking, you know, junk, a cruel lifestyle. I couldn't believe it boggled my mind. She was like, no. So what? And then did you talk her into it? I would like I, I got her to say the words. I'll think about it. Wow. And then she's like, maybe we can go to my therapist. And I was like, no, no, no. I'd like to go to another, a new therapist. And she's like, no, then I'll have to explain everything to them. I'm like, it's, I don't, 
I don't want. Oh, we could just send the therapist this uh, this chunk in the episode. And <laughs> just what? Have him like. <laughs> no, then then he can listen to it and then he'll know how to help you. No, because that's what I said. I said, it's, I'm not trying to go see you to repair a relationship. I'm trying to talk to you about one thing. Getting rid of the amount of cardboard in your fucking dining room. Well, what if she likes to buy stuff right now, Moshe? That, what does that have to I want her to not die of a broken hip. Or worse. Worse yet. Here's my real nightmare scenario. Is that she is crippled. She like cripples herself. And for the rest of her life, she's like this bedridden, can't care for herself person. And I have to fuck, after warning her 10 million times, I'm her caretaker for the rest for like 20 years. As she like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, fucking come on. I go, I, I always tell her, I'm like, think of yourself like a person who will, who will fall down every time you get up. She gets up and she'll put like, 90 things in her in her hands like a fucking gallon of lemonade and two canes and like a, an antique <laughs> and be like okay let's she's walk she's always wearing like like five fanny packs around her neck so many fanny packs so many ipads <laughs> so many different kinds of tech yeah, so many, so cor- many, she has like an ipad for or a, a fanny pack for her cords it's crazy it's crazy she's such a uh, interesting woman but anyway i did give her a hug tonight for the first time in a year that's nice honey how did it feel it felt good it felt good it was arousing is that weird? All right. Can we take a call, please? Okay. Yeah. Wait. Next week, we got to talk about your family. Oh, but they listen to the show, don't they? That's a beautiful thing about having a deaf mom. I can say whatever the fuck I want. She'll never, ever, ever be like, what would you say? Your mom is so loving. She'd be like, I love what you said about me. I love when you made fun of me, son. You are a wonderful son. I love you so much. You are so funny on your podcast. She's very like, positive. Your mom, more, you'd be like, well, my mom, eh, there's some stuff there. You get it like a, a, a four-page email. It's like, what do you mean stuff there exactly? What's, what's stuff there? Come on. You don't want to hear. I, I don't want to talk about my, my childhood. Okay, great. Natasha, okay, I won't, we won't talk about her childhood, but we'll just say this. It probably illustrates a lot. Natasha does not, told me recently, she doesn't have a single memory until she's 17 years old. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, yeah, let's take a call. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. We're going to talk to Patrick in Des Moines. Patrick in Des Moines. Patrick. I'm sure it's pronounced Patrick. <laughs> Let's let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. I mean, this is crazy. What? What you're saying? This this, pa- Patrick. Hey, quick question for you. How do you pronounce your first name? Patrick. See, I told you, Natasha. She was saying it was Patrick. Uh, I'm not European. <laughs> you look kind of European. Patrick. Patrick. 
What's happening? Uh, not much. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. Are, are we? Are you hearing us in the exact time that we're talking to you, or are you in a lag? Uh, I think I I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Good. Should we do any more testing with him, Laura? Do you have everything you need? Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Good. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Handsome Patrick from Des Moines. How can we help you? Uh, hi, uh, Moshe and Natasha. Um, I what I was calling to get some advice. Um, I have been with my boyfriend for about a year now. Uh, we started dating kind of after uh, the pandemic hit. Um, and we will be moving in together on May 1st. So pretty soon. Um, and he, uh, he was married for several years, uh, and had lived with his partner together. Um, I, I, uh, I have never lived with a romantic partner and I haven't had roommates in several years. Um, and I really kind of enjoy living alone. Um, but I am excited to move in with them. And so I was hoping to get your advice on how, uh, how to basically cohabitate and keep our relationship. I feel like we can really help here because I, so. I, because I, I was like you, Patrick, when I, uh, when Natasha and I moved in together, I'd never lived with anyone. I didn't have the same exact, same as you. I didn't have roommates for like such a long time. I, I made some decision when I was young, like never again. And I just found a way to live alone. And I loved living alone. I was like, I just loved the, the, the closed circuit of my personal freedom. But, and then moving in with Natasha was totally terrifying for me but you've done the opposite you've done a lot of living with people it's hard i i think that it's 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 easy if you guys have a good relationship and if 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 you don't have if you're not that compatible you know i think you have to kind of be compatible with someone when you live with them although you're, were we compatible <laughs> all you ever do is complain <laughs> about my living habits i'm like please don't make the mistakes i've made <laughs> definitely see what uh yeah it's really hard i mean are, are you it's are you moving in with him or is he moving in with you uh we're moving to a new house together so you're gonna have more space and you're gonna like figure that space out together uh, here's what i think well natasha you gather your thoughts oh that's nice so it's like a neutral territory that feels <clears throat> that feels serious yeah well uh i feel like our we figured out a way to i, I really want to talk to you uh, about what it's like to go from being like a lone wolf type to like going to like being with someone in that way. Because like for me, I feel like I found all of these things about living with another person that were actually advantageous that I didn't realize were even available because I had never lived with somebody. <laughs> like there was all these things that I was like, oh shit. I could just roll over and have sex yeah, in the well, middle that, of the well, night. Well, that, that, yeah. And then she won't leave. Like, <laughs> there, no, but there was all this like partnership stuff that I hadn't, hadn't really anticipated. Like all this, like beyond the intimacy of, of being closer to a person romantically, just like somebody doing half of the stuff. And somebody who I just do too much. I see. I should have trained you early on because right. I I want to be like you know how Rich Voss he brings Bonnie coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I should have told you that's what that's what women do. Like that's right. what that's what men do for women. You have to be careful. Your boyfriend might tell you things that are false. Yeah, because he knows how naive you are, 
And he'll be like, oh, yeah, the thing is, when the new guy moves in with the guy that's done it before, the new guy has to do all the scrubbing. That's sort of just <laughs> standard living together stuff. What's your biggest fear about moving in with him? Um, not so much a fear. It's just a big change. And I mean, we do spend a lot of time, uh, you know, staying at each other's places. Um, what I really like now is that we're able to spend that time together and then be separate. And I have like my home base and I can be alone when I need to be. And uh, I'm sure the same for him. And so moving in together, we're obviously going to be spending a lot more time together. Well, do you have in this new spot that you're moving in? Do you, or is there enough real estate for you to have your own space there? Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I think it's just about, uh, seems like you guys have to, it, it seems to me like the relationship is progressing, you know? And I think that mm-hmm. you don't really have to check in with anyone right now, really. Like you can always kind of like go to your house and like do your thing for a while. And right. Like, you know, that's, that's like kind of a big step. Like now it's like, it's a little more intimate and it's a little more like, you know, you're, yeah, you're going to spend way more time with each other and more time with someone else is less time with you. You're yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it is hard to find and, and just really knowing yourself and knowing what you like and knowing what makes you creative. Like for me, I need, I, I need to be alone a couple nights a week, you know, like I, I just need to like take things in that just, I want to take in, like, not like something that's a compromise of a movie or taking care of everybody else or cleaning or whatever it is, you know, like, I just want to like, so, so knowing what you need to be happy, I think. And also now is the time you're buying a new house together. So set the boundaries and set the precedents, you know, like figure out what you want, what would work for you. Maybe you guys could do like a fun every other night, like cooking for each other, like try to maybe come up with a few rituals that would be fun and helpful and what we do and maybe we maybe you know once a month we hire a cleaning lady and we can split it and we can you can be in charge of this and like I loved putting Moshe in charge of garbage and I've never touched any of it since I moved in with him six years ago but I I, yeah I also think like the idea I don't know about you it sounds like Patrick like you're probably like me like the that what you're thinking is is that you're uh, you are surrendering your independence and in exchange you're getting intimacy. And I think that that's kind of a false like uh, uh, dichotomy. I think that like you can find a way to maintain your independence. You're just being this independent person with someone else. It doesn't mean that you have to like, okay, now I no longer have the right to like go do my thing. You can go do your thing. Take the space that you need. Be the independent person you want. And hopefully he's not the kind of person who makes you feel guilty for what you need because that's what you're going to find out in the next few months. Right. Is that part of you compatible? Because definitely Moshe's personality of how he acts when I want to do my thing is extremely compatible with mine. Like he he never cares what I do. You know, like he's like, no, go do it. Like he never makes me feel like I've had boyfriends where you always think you're like in trouble for something or that, you know, you feel guilty ever doing anything. For me, I'm like, I don't like spending time with you. I say that to her and she says, (laughs) would you mind if I take a night off? I say, I'm I'm thrilled (laughs) to be... My, on my own I, I but that's important stuff like how someone treats you like what if you want to go out with your friends are you going to be guilt tripped for two days like you know these are the kinds of things that you need to find out now and and you can only find it out from living with someone so you're taking the right step right. i think yeah totally and here's the other my other thought about all this is that 
there will be th- that journey of discovery I was talking about where you th- where you're finding out what it's like to share some parts of your life with another person in this deep way. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, wow, I don't see how I could extricate myself from this situation. Like I've become not in a bad way. Like my life has become this fusion of her independent self and my independent self. And now I couldn't I can't see a life where I don't have this kind of connected kind of interdependent relationship. And that's kind of the beauty part of a relationship that I honestly didn't realize. Like I knew that it was supposed to bring more intimacy, but I didn't know it. I didn't really get it like on a deep level. And now I like get it. I'm like, Oh, our lives are kind of fused, but we still have these totally separate things. And like, if you want, has never told me this. So it's nice that he's telling me through you. Well, yeah, Patrick, we were waiting for you to call in. (laughs) I, I also think like one thing that we did early in our relationship is I would dress up in like a costume and I would pretend to be an intruder. And then I would say, I would say out of the house, you get out of the house. I live here now. And then she would have to leave for a couple of days. And I would, when I would get my meds balanced, I would, she would be able to come back. You could try that. I think, I think we've given him some general advice for a general question. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Patrick? Did, did, Did any of that feel resonant or helpful? Yeah, it it does. And I am very excited about it. I think, I guess, my main concern is that he had lived with his partner for several years. uh, And they, I mean, they still have a great relationship. And I have not, I've never had that experience. And so going into it, I feel just kind of clueless as to what to do totally relate i totally relate to that when i moved in with natasha the first place we moved in to i moved into the house that she lived with her ex-boyfriend in and one time we can cut this out of the podcast if you don't like it maybe this is just for you patrick one of the first times we had sex i looked up we were and and there was a, a a tour poster from a tour they'd done together and his face was on the poster staring into my eyes as we made love in his old house so i like get that idea of like the ghost of some uh, of of some past love kind of like but you're creating your own new thing now totally what people have pasts who cares but that's how they get better hopefully the last guy he lived with taught him some lessons so he'll be a better roommate to you roommate not only have a roommate how about some lover no i know about the special tech the the pepper grinder you ever, do, you ever try the pepper grinder technique? It's with two hands and they're going the opposite direction. That's neither here nor there. But um, but also, but you're also saying not only are you scared of the, you didn't really say that you're scared of the ghost of his old loves, but more like he's this person that's had all this experience and you're coming in this guy that's like, I've always been alone. I don't know what to even do here, right? Yeah. I yeah. I'm not too worried about like the tour posters above the bed. <laughs> but just like how to be a good uh, cohabitating partner, I guess, because that's I, new to me. I straight up, straight same here. I, I just had to. Look. I don't know why Moshe's taking all these call, all these answers. You're a very messy person. Well, I know, and that's, that is like exactly what you should try to not be like. I'm saying I've had all this journey of learning, but what do you think? What? How do you flush the toilet? Tell them what to do? Flush the toilet. Um clean up after yourself like do some night like cook for cook for him or order things or make sure to like you know have have 
de- delineate tasks a little bit, you know, like, are you in charge of groceries? Let them know what you want to be in charge. Think of something you love to do that doesn't bother you. That doesn't feel like a lot at all. And tell him you want to be in charge of it. Or I don't know. Then maybe he'll say, well, I want to be in charge of that. Or I, I also think like these roles, tell me if you disagree with me, Natasha, these roles organically reveal themselves. You know, you guys will find out from each living with each other. And that's the only way to find out what each other's strengths are. I'm vermin guy. If there's a vermin situation, I'm taking care of it. I'm repair guy. I do that. You know, I'm trash guy. I'm, I'm the, those kinds of things. And she is like grocery list person, a schedule, the housekeeper person. She's schedule girl. Like we kind of, they've schedule girl. Oh, I'm also, um, laundry girl. Is that one of the girls <laughs> that you could be? <laughs> yeah, you're laundry girl. I'm laundry girl. I'm order the groceries girl. Yeah, I mentioned that. Um, I'm. Uh, anyway, like I said, they start to delineate themselves. They reveal themselves to you. But here's my mommy my, girl. You're not the only. I'm the parent. mommy girl. Oh, you are the only mother though. <laughs> um, but I, I. Oh, Patrick, how old are you? I'm thirty-one. Thirty-one. I was just thinking, like that's what, like. I don't know about you, but I was, I think we were, I was about 34 when we started dating and I was like, damn, I've been living in this same sort of system that is so comfortable to, to me for my whole life. And if I don't, if I don't find a new adventure, I'm going to get so comfortable in this, like, like I said, closed circuit of safety that I'll never change. I'll be comfortable, but I'll never change. And then I'll find myself like an old guy that like didn't change and like, and and especially you know I'll start to lose my looks and so that it, w- it won't be cute either. It's like the 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 idea of going from the comfort the comfortable that you know that isn't progressing you to the uncomfortable that you don't know but that is bringing you to a new adventure and phase in life. That's like to me that's the that's the beauty part of life. That's that's the 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 good part. That's the firing line. And that's why the pandemic's been so hard. It's just been like the same. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like you're on the cusp of this crazy adventure, even if Here, it's a fucking disaster. Flush the toilet, be tidy, and tell him what you need, you know? And don't forget the pepper grinder. <laughs> Noted. All right. Okay, bye, Patrick. Is that, is that helpful? Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye. bye. Okay, bye-bye. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You think there's a YouTube tutorial on on the pepper grinder? I bet you there is. There's a great the grapefruit is out there. I felt like he was slightly disappointed in our 
I think that was his personality. It could be. Because we gave him great advice. He had a general question. He just Iowa, wanted a baby. few pointers. Iowa. Iowa what? That's just like the, the nice, soft affect of an Iowa man. Yeah. I mean, you got to do it. It's like you're, if a relationship is, is feeling like it's ready to go to that next step, you have to go there and see what it's like. Yeah, I really related to the guy because I just like, I just, I really remembered being conscious, living in my apartment and thinking, I am so comfortable being alone, but I'm getting older. And I wasn't old, obviously, but I just could feel myself becoming an adult and I could feel myself settling in to like, this is how I am. This is who I am. And like taking a leap into something else with you was, I just felt like it, it, popped me into a different level of kind of not better level just like a new and different experience and then getting married was another version of that and then having a kid is another version of that like I sort of feel like the older I get the more I feel like it's all actually not even older my whole for my whole life I felt like progress progressing is so important in life because life is it, it can become monotonous so easily and I don't want monotony I want new exciting that's what I want. Yeah, well, that's really hard when you have a kid and uh, a, a disease, a deadly disease. What's your What's the disease that you have? I have COVID. You do? No. Why didn't you tell me? I'm saying that, uh, you know, with the pandemic, like... No, fair, fair. This year and has you're been... you're like, oh, I, you know, I want some excitement in my life. And it's like, no, well, what right. am I supposed to do? Well, look, I'm sorry. We barely can leave the house. But this year has been a combination of both unbelievable monotony and also unbelievable new experiences. Like, I've never had any experience in my life like this last year. Have you? No. This is one of a kind. Yes, it went on a little too long to feel uh, novel. Uh, I Well, it was novel the whole time because it was the novel coronavirus, <laughs> and God is the king of that. But, like, I am not happy for this last year, but I am definitely, I am willing and interested to pack the lessons that i learned from this last year into my suitcase of life experiences and i think that i will be a better person moving forward because of it okay what's the lesson you learned this year um stay out of your way every 28 days <laughs> no um <laughs> oh I, my god the other day we should have talked about that before what's that i had a dream that I, you tore out the, sta the the carpeting that I have on the steps uh -huh. and I was just screaming. And then like, <laughs> like I remember waking up and I was just like screaming like bloody murder, you know? And then I, and then you helped me move something and you scratched my closet and I screamed really loud. That wasn't a dream, that happened. That happened the next day after no, I, this is how I had happened. the dream first. The antique furniture arrived at the moment you told me I was responsible to haul it into your uh, <laughs> office. I, it, I never knew the antique furniture was coming. I, I, My friend was giving a screen I, away. I've, I've been in this position before where all of a sudden... It was Natasha, bigger than I thought. All of a sudden, Natasha starts acting sketchy, like there's a, like there's a crack delivery coming, like how a drug dealer <laughs> acts when they got the money and the drug dealer's coming. And then all of a sudden, she's like, it's here, it's here. And then she's just like, there's some weird piece of arcane sort of like, like 
art that it's belongs like an in oriental like, screen that like belongs in dr strange's uh it's a, meditation, a wood screen a gigantic i didn't know it was that big and sh- at the moment that the truck with it pulls up she's like oh um could you you could can you haul this into my office or if not i could just hire someone i'm like hire i some- didn't say hi i what? said you could just leave it in the yard and i'll have someone help how me. would it get in the yard even so anyway, so well, I I'm didn't like, know it was that big. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing manual labor today. So I put on some shoes. I go, I grab it, and I bop a little bit. I like rub this. I'm doing this by myself. I and I didn't know 25 seconds ago that I was going to be doing it. I scrape a closet with the corner of a of this red gigantic like burled dragon screen. And I don't even know what it's for exactly. It's like a mand- like a Tibetan mandala on I top of it. I just wanted to save it from getting thrown away. It's cool looking, I guess. It hurt. I could tell you it hurt on my shoulder. Anyway, and I like lightly rub it uh, on this white closet. And then I put it down. And she's like, <laughs> you're looking at it. And she's like, And I was like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. She's like, did you, did you, did you, did you touch this with the, with, with the thing? And I'm like, and I go downstairs. I'm like fixing a sandwich. And all of a sudden, I just hear, I swear, from upstairs, I just hear this. Fuck! <laughs> and I'm like, I, I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought like you'd been, like, like I don't, I run. I, you ran. I run upstairs. I go, what? It felt. What? <laughs> and she's staring at the, it's a, it's a one inch mark okay can i just say can i it was like sybil was upstairs and then you said psycho you've never said psycho at me before oh sorry about that but i that's okay but i was but at the time i I was like what i'm sorry about what not psycho i should have said um i should have said exorcist that's what it reminded (laughs) me of not psycho okay so you said that and at the time i was like i can't believe you just called me a psycho you know like i because that seemed like the only response to that closet was to scream fuck it was crazy because i was like all it takes is a magic eraser i fucking jumped in my car i drove to the hardware store i bought some magic eraser wrist COVID. that was sweet i came back i literally rubbed a magic eraser on it for like one second and the whole thing was gone and natasha looked at she was just like i can't believe it <laughs> and then she disappeared for a while and she came out of the bathroom and she's like Moshe, good news <laughs> And I came downstairs and she's like, my period came. (laughs) And I was very happy. I was too. Because like I said, at the time when I screamed fuck, I was like, that is the, I don't know. There's he, that's the only way to ask him what happened. Like, I don't know. It was just. That was the only information. I think I said to you at that moment, you said my period came. I think I said, maybe I'm not proud of this either. I think I said, good. If it hadn't come, I would have been seriously worried about you. Yeah. But well, um, but there we go. That's what happened. And yeah. I'm sorry for telling such a long story, but. What do you mean? I'm, I, I am the king <laughs> of the long story. I know, honey. I know you know. I'm glad you're joining into my culture. Well, so anyway, the point is living with someone. Is that what you were tell- you were saying? It can be difficult. But you were saying that every 28 days you kind of disappear. Well, that that's, was just That's a what you've joke. learned. No, but that was a joke. That's that probably a, a good. But we should learn like and you know, now that 
oh, we made little agreements, you know, with little things here and there and, and, and things that we've had to learn over the years, things that we didn't know were difficult for the two of us to deal with or things we didn't know the other person was bad at. Also, I don't think I'm doing great at it. I think it's really hard, especially right now, we have to all these live little, with somebody. And also we have all these little workarounds, you know. We've got a, a basket in the in the dining room for the um, for the the cell phone during dinner. So when somebody's on their phone... You can slide the basket over. The phone goes in there. We have the 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 chalkboard on in the kitchen to write tasks down on. Um, I'm, I'm, as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking every one of these is about a behavior that I do wrong that we're trying to correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I bought you that um, ninety gross of tampons. Remember, I bought you nine hundred and twenty tampons. Would you do the dishes tonight? Tonight? Yeah. I looked at the sink before we came down here. The answer is no. Let's take another call. <laughs> Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now we're going to call Liz in Gulfport, Florida. Liz, what's happening? How's Gulfport? Do you own a, a shrimp fishing boat at all? <laughs> no, no. But, um, well, it used to be a big, like, fishing place. But it's it's not anymore. It's it's more like a, a big touristy place now. It's it's oh. like... What's the top tourist attraction in Gulfport? Sorry, say again? What's the top tourist attraction in Gulfport? Well, we've got a beach... Love a but beach. it's not really very nice because there's a lot there's a it's like a mooring area so there's a lot of boats and there's a lot of like boat fuel like you don't really want to swim in it the <laughs> locals don't swim in it um but there's really good restaurants and it's really pretty and hold on i just asked you the top tourist attraction you said there's a bay with fuel in it we get to yeah the locals like to watch tourists swim in. <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm, and I'm a real estate agent, so it's like I'm I, yeah I'm really selling it hard. All right, well, I'm a Florida fan to be honest. I've always loved it. Uh, so what's going on? Yeah, what's up? So um yeah, so I live in Florida, and um and as the pandemic comes to an end, um I'm single. I've been single for three years, and um I was hoping at the beginning of this to to maybe find somebody that I could like quarantine with that didn't happen. Um, and it, it was mainly because we really didn't develop a culture down here of, um, adherence to, uh, COVID protocols. What in Florida? I haven't heard about that. Tell me more. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, but didn't you guys yeah, like somehow so, beat everything and everything's fine in Florida or something weird like that? Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. DeSantis did a great job. Um, everything's good. So, 
So, the, and that was really the main holdup with it because obviously I wasn't willing to um, involve myself with somebody who was like not going to be safe. Sure. Um, like I, my parents are in their seventies and I would still see them. And so, yeah, there was no way. And, um, and so now that it's kind of coming to an end, I feel like my inclination is to sort of continue that in the sense of, I don't want really somebody who was stupid during COVID to like, I don't really want to be involved with them moving forward. Mm. But what I'm finding is that it seems like it's coming down to having to choose. Like there's, it seems like I am coming across very few people, particularly very few men. I don't know about women, but who are meeting this standard that I've set up. And so it seems like it's coming down to having to choose. Like I need to either lower the standard or um, just be alone. Well, let me just say you're in Florida. Obviously you need to lower the standard, but, (laughs) but I'm curious what, because I have some thoughts about this. I've actually strangely thought about what you're talking about. I have some thoughts. But what is the standard? You're you're say, you're saying basically <clears throat> the 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 moral ethics that you feel around taking COVID seriously are you want someone like that in your romantic life, and you're having a hard time finding someone that shared your values about the seriousness of the last year. Right. It's almost no one. Got really. Me. Yeah. And so what is the narrative in most people? Like, tell me what's the most extreme <laughs> thing that you've that you've witnessed or someone's told you, like, wh- what do they think is happening? So, I mean, it, it really. Um, gosh, I mean, I've I have spoken to people on the apps who um, reveal to me that they are like QAnon people and. Yeah. Um, I mean, more than one, a handful of them. Well, to be fair, um, and so everything that comes to be fair to Q to Q, like there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there that if you kind <laughs> of look into it, like, all right, I have some thoughts about this. I have some thoughts. Do you have sure, thoughts? Sure, sure, yeah. I, okay, you go on. I've been thinking a lot about this lately uh, for a number of reasons I won't get into, but essentially, like this past year has been so. T- traumatizing for this whole country everyone right left every single person has gone through an insane trauma with covid with black lives matter with trump and any republican that says they weren't traumatized by the last four years is totally lying i mean it's like everyone's been traumatized by this. right like, having to pretend you like trump must have been really hard well, maybe for they so many did people. like trump but just feeling that like agitation and that kind of like that that that's that just constant like bickering and anger and vitriol just all of it we've all been driven slightly crazy people on the left people on the right liberals conservatives QAnon people everybody but specifically around the pandemic it's such it's been such a traumatic experience for everybody uh, regardless of belief that i kind of think that i that except for the people who are who literally became unhinged conspiracy theory wackos those people i'm ex, i'm i'm going to scrape out of my life but everybody else i can't 
You give you give them a hall pass. Everybody's getting a pass. Everybody's getting everybody's response. No, to but the, what she's saying is, she, uh, would you want to like be with someone who like doesn't think COVID is real? No, no, I, I, I or who doesn't want to wear a mask to protect protect people? It's like a moral thing too. Like that's that's why I'm saying that's why I'm saying the the there's a ten percent at the top of mad like literal madness of like almost terroristic. Like they're they're in the kind of category of like terrorists. They're getting they, yeah. You don't want you don't want to fuck those people. But people that were like not taking it that seriously, or people that were like against the lockdowns, but like took it a little seriously. Like no one under had the capability of understanding what was happening, including me. That I sort of feel like I can't quite. Yeah, that's true. I don't quite have the capacity to cut everybody out of my life who didn't take it as seriously as me because i didn't know that much about it and maybe i took it 10 percent too serious i don't know all i know is i made it through the entire uh pandemic and no covid but uh <laughs> but i'm saying like moving forward i want crazy out of my life but i think like i'm going to give on this particular issue people a bit of a hall pass you disagree natasha no i like that that's what I think. No, I, I really like what you said um, because no, that that does give me a lot more clarity because it started to feel like, especially when I was not finding anyone who quite met this standard that I had set up, like I was sort of dining out on my own, like uh, almost self righteous. It was starting to feel like yeah, it, like, was, I, it was developing into a level of of almost self righteousness that I I wasn't liking. Totally, I, uh, I have that. I have something for you. I, I think like have that in the back of your head, but think of like three other things that you really want to connect connect on with people that are really important to you, and and start seeking that out because you know compatibility is everything. So you know if if the more you know what you want and what's going to stimulate you and what's going to like keep you interested and Whatever it is, like focus on that stuff. And and the other COVID stuff, like, yes, when it comes down to like talking about those details, but I don't think that's something you lead with. No, totally. <laughs> I think Natasha's right. It, it sounds like to me, yeah. like you take, took a responsible stance on this situation, but it then became a mental earworm for you. As you started to watch other people not take it seriously, mm -hmm. you started to go like, everyone's crazy i'm the only sane person what's wrong with everybody and it became bigger and bigger your level of fastidiousness around covid became this like overarching like identity for you and looking at other yes. people who don't share that identity you're like these people are fucking mad but here's the good news if you go out into the dating world in gulfport which i'm not surprised to hear <laughs> doesn't have a gigantic uh, population of people that are like taking this overly seriously it's right next to st pete it's basically st petersburg i, I love st petersburg uh, yeah I'm, uh but if you go out with these people who don't meet meet your standards, which you are starting to admit are a little bit unreasonable anyway, <laughs> you will date them. And there is no universe in which there's a person out there who didn't take COVID seriously and has a bunch of other things that you don't share compatible worldviews in that you'll miss that. You'll immediately find that out. You'll go out. You'll be like, did you wear a mask all the time? You'll be like, oh, no, not really. Then you date them and you'll go... Oh, but this person's cool in every other way. Who cares? Or you'll go, oh, no, this is that was the tip of an You're going to get the information th that this person isn't compatible and doesn't share a worldview from you by dating them. It's not like they're going to hide that from you. Then you'll find yourself with four kids married to them for 10 years. And they'll be like, actually, this whole time I've been, you know, a, a secret QAnon. Like, <laughs> you'll find it out. You'll know. Right. 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 Well, I think that. um yeah, I think that's good advice, Mosh. That's what I think. But I got. I, I thought my advice was slightly better, but yeah, <laughs> it, 
No, I, I think you, I think both of your advices were fantastic. Okay, good. And uh, you deserve someone cool. Yeah, and there's somebody. Listen. And, and go out and have him make you, make him take you to places that would be fun for you, you know, and just try to have some fun. It's going to be a good summer. In the, in the, think about the Spanish flu. Think about what was happening in 1940 around the Spanish flu. Do you think everybody was like, I don't know. You were kind of like being weird during the Spanish flu. Like, what was up with that? Like, <laughs> eventually, thank God, this whole situation will be in our rearview mirror and we'll be thinking about what a crazy time this was. And, and and we won't be going like, what were your values at during the great pandemic of 2021? We'll be like, we'll be we'll have moved on. We'll be like, the ice caps are melting. Florida won't exist, by the way. You'll have, have to move to Connecticut or something like that. You'll be underwater. You'll have bigger fish to fry. But Connecticut's no, right by the ocean. Well, I guess maybe it'll 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 be underwater slightly later than Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you're going to be on a great migration, and you're going to need a big beefy uh, former shrimp boat captain from Gulfport to carry you in the caravan uh, up the the eastern seaboard to Connecticut. Then that gets flooded. You move slightly in. You end up in Oklahoma. Then eventually, there's water wars in Oklahoma. You make your way up across the Canadian border. You move into Saskatchewan, and that's where you eventually figure out how to solve. Uh, global warming yourself so we need you great okay <laughs> sounds good good trajectory all right good luck okay good luck okay i love you guys so much thank you, love bye. you too. bye i bet she's good at her job uh, yeah she seems sweet but i really believe that i was i've just been thinking about that a lot lately like that that you know it's like i the moral like um i have a friend who just like flies to arizona to do yoga classes because he wants to like go to brunch and go to yoga classes right there's a spectrum he's, he's single that's how he gets his energy he's not afraid of covid totally he, i'm sure he wears a mask but probably not for yoga right I, they I have, have different no rules in arizona right i just feel like the whole moral quandary of covid it's such chaos that unless you're literally an unhinged lunatic that i'm not going to be able to and not not interested in judging how you did this because no one ever trained us to deal with something like this mm -hmm. i'm just like y you did everybody did what they did here we are we're going to be okay that's what i think that's a good attitude you've had a surprisingly positive attitude about everything well i that's nice to hear i just really believe in this idea of matching calamity with serenity because there's no there is no point in panic panic never has helped a situation ever that's what i think that's true you're writing things down like a therapist you're gonna bring this up <laughs> no i like it it's true i just feel like panic won't get you anywhere the only thing to do is and and, and neither will wallowing in misery that's how i felt this whole time the only possible solution to a year as tumultuous as this is what did I get out of it? Did I glean anything out of it? Did I gain anything? Did I learn anything? See, my approach is way different than yours. I try to get ahead of everything so that I know like a chess player what to do and how mm -hmm. to plot my next move. So I feel like I need to be completely informed and that I'm at war. Right. And I need to like navigate the seas by myself. And so I'm like, not by myself, but like, <laughs> no, but I mean like for myself. Right. You know, I don't have someone who I'm like, under the you know conservatorship of wait do i no no i'm just saying as a person who's like you know you doing said, everything on your own you know yeah, you said something very wise right in the middle of the pandemic it was and it was like a realization i think we all had it's like 
we kept waiting for them to tell us what to do. And then it started to become obvious like, oh, there's no them. My friend Ethan told me that, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're not telling. They're not coming. You just got to figure this out for yourself. And I realized that too. I that think took up would, a lot of my energy. There was a moment when I realized it, which was, I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was some moment where I was just in the pandemic where I was just like, oh, nothing like, is, it's just every man for themselves. Like, this is just about taking care of yourself not harming other people as best you can, but depending on society, like waking up and agreeing with you, it ain't going to happen. It might not ever happen again, you know? So I, I think we did a pretty good job. We're talking about it like it's like completely done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, meanwhile, there's a, we should broadcast. Like right now in the news, it's like fourth wave coming. We should broadcast this podcast into the ICU ward at <laughs> hospitals around the country. We're just like, anyway, that well, was a crazy memory. That's what I was talking to my friend Duncan today. And he was saying that if they just had news feeds showing everyone that died, it would be much better. Right. Like, like everybody they, would really understand that it's a real thing. Totally. Like what they did, they started to do at the end of the Vietnam War. They started to actually just pumping it through. They started to actually broadcast the carnage, and then people's attitudes on the war changed. I mean, here's the thing: I'm since my every man for themselves thing happened. I also am like I've decided when I get when I'm like fully vaccinated, I'm I'm like I got no more mental energy to give COVID. I'm like I know people are like but the variants, but I, it's are like I'm people sh- like you mean your wife. Yeah, my yeah, that was that was my impression of you. Thank you. But I'm just like I, I'm I'm going to turn into Edith Bunker. Once I get fully veed, yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to go back on the road. I'm going to start doing stand up again. I'm going to I'm going to just kind of get back to my life. I'm not going to be reckless and be like coughing on people in a, in a in a vacuum chamber, but I'm going to like I just mm-hmm. I I'm going to go back and do things. You know what I'm going to do? What you going to do? I'm going to be nimble and I'm going to read the news every day and I'm going to see what's happening and keep abreast of all of the ever-changing Great. plots, twists and turns you know so that I can be safe for my family. You know what I'm going to do? Go on the road. I'm going to stay married to my wife who's obsessively checking the COVID news every day. And if something <laughs> catastrophic changes in the variants or anything else, she will be sure to let me know. And then I will adjust <laughs> accordingly. In the meantime, I'm going to be out raving, going to nightclubs, um, and pushing really hard for that threesome, that that end of pandemic threesome. <laughs> I think you said we, we could, if we made it, we could have one. So. Right. But... You'll definitely catch COVID from a threesome. I don't think it's COVID I'll catch. I mean, if or you could catch, that's you're bound to okay. maybe get sick. Here's how I'll do the threesome. I'll agree f- for you. I'll do this. Masks, no condoms. <laughs> Are you down with that? Fully clothed. Okay, we're wearing clothes. Mask, face mask, double mask, double double N95. <laughs> With a face shield <laughs> and clothed, but but genitals out, no condoms. Sounds no, uh, no. I don't. I really don't want it. You oh, I guess it. it's nice because then you, someone doesn't have to kiss you. Well, they can kiss you, but it has to be on the face mask. <laughs> she doesn't wear a face mask, so she can kiss on the my mask. Is that cool? We can French on my mask, so it's like it's like a you know what I mean. It's like look, putting your face up to the glass of a department store, you know, and it's like mwah mwah mwah. But but. She's wearing okay. She's wearing a transparent mask, plastic mask, and then you you're in a hazmat suit, full on hazmat suit. <laughs> I am wearing a trench coat a and thick, goggles. A thick. What was the name of the um fabric in Sunset Boulevard? Of the jacket. 
it it was like I can't remember. We just watched Sunset Boulevard last night. Big recommend to all of our young listeners. That was really good. It's we should do an movie. ad for it. We should just play the um trailer. You want to do it right now? Let's do an ad for it. Okay. Okay. Hey, endless honey. Oh no, it goes like this. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Are you at all in the mood for a cinema classic? I am always. Well, we would like to recommend to you a movie i was gonna say a brand new movie but it's quite an old movie it's a cinema classic that won the best screenplay uh, in the year 1940 i don't remember it's sunset boulevard starring gloria swanson and william holden and say how you you moshe googled Will, william holden guess how he died right william holden who died in 1981 from a forehead laceration after falling and hitting his head on his coffee table while intoxicated but before he did that <laughs> no, it was his dresser no, it was his coffee table oh, in his coffee living room. Table? And he bled out in Santa Monica from his forehead. But before he did that, he was in the cinema classic Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> a tale, a tale of a Hollywood legend rotting away in the Hollywood Hills and a strange screenwriter fu- stumbling his way into her life and into a world more twisted than he ever could have imagined. By Billy Wilder, a Billy Wilder picture starring Gloria Swanson. The other guy. And with guest stars, Buster Keaton, Cecil B. DeMille, and others. You're Come- really good at this, Mosh. <laughs> we do recommend it. Yes. I loved it, and it reminded me of you, because you said that you get your character from her a little bit. No, I well, I do love, like, very over-the-top, glamorous women. I think you're very over-the-top and glamorous. Thank you. And I have to tell you something. Yeah? I love you. I love you, too. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.